You are listening to the Downtown Larned Podcast, the podcast where we aim to cultivate vision for the future of downtown Larned. We are so grateful to have you join us this week. Let's get started. So backing up to the timeline mm-hmm. on on where we've where we've been. Um, so I believe that the railroad been established, depot's been established. We've we've begun building on uh, Broadway and and now Broadway and Main Street are are beginning to compete. Um, I imagine that things just started moving north as far as as far as buildings being built upon. Um, and you've, you've alluded to a lot of the buildings originally being, uh, timber, timber built structures. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know if there's any of those buildings, I assume those have all been burnt down or tore down as far as the stick built ones? You know, as far as, um, uh, a, a wooden structure. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've got the natural elements, yeah. um, you know, they, they, uh, fortunately we're at kind of that range where, we're right on the the margin between um, a, a very humid climate further east and a very dry climate further west. So it has helped preserve a lot of those wooden structures. I would say some of the homes in town definitely have some some age to them. Um, as far as downtown, I couldn't rightly say. A lot of times they would usually put a facade or a brick building around the original wooden structure. So there are probably elements of some of that um, early mill work okay but um and i can show you so these are some maps um one is 1878 and one is 1882 and you can see just within that uh four-year span how much the the town has grown and it, it yes it would grow primarily north because you know i would say the railway was probably your starting point and the railway and the river you know you have those boundaries um and you know that's with a lot of communities depending on what are your geographical features um what are the boundaries that are going to be uh, limiting and then every, you know your population is going to grow out from there so um and then we've also got a photograph here of early Larned. And uh, this is looking south from the hill. For those of you that aren't familiar with Larned, one of its uh, primary features is the the hill that, you know, most of the residential area is built upon. And it was at the base of that. And that hill was selected for a number of reasons, but also, you know, it, it kept you out of the, the flood zone. Um, you had really good views. In the early days, you know, Larned was Larned was never attacked, but, you know, the fort was attacked uh, by raiding bands. And so you you wanted to have some defense. And so a hill was always a, a natural feature of that. And, the you know, the hill out there, the Jenkner Hill out there, or Jenkins Hill out there at the hospital is also an, another good point because the the original fort was actually at the base of that in dugouts. And it wasn't until much later when the U.S. military decided that they wanted a more permanent fort that they moved it out west. But that hill was used as a lookout, and then they had dug into the, the riverbanks. But there again, a lot of your dugouts wash away over time because of flood or because of lack of, you know, because of neglect. So Camp Pawnee mm-hmm. currently was the the location of the Fort at one time. More or less. Yeah. Fort, Fort right, Larned. right over in that, yeah. that general area. Mm-hmm. Wow. They started building 
to the north. And I imagine, uh, as, as you can see, so I'll, I'll post the pictures of, what was it? 1878 to 1882, yeah, that four year yeah. span. Maps of the bird's eye view of just looking at. Yeah. Bir- bird's eye view. Yeah. And you can, you can see not only the residential growth, but also just that downtown. That's really when it begins to, mm-hmm. to develop. And, and you can see maybe some brick structures in that later, later picture. You can. Um, well, and something else to consider too, is that, um, you know, here's for instance a photo of probably the 1950s of it's another aerial view of larned and at this point now you can start to see the grain elevators and other more modern uh features that you would not have seen back then um you know your your of course agriculture um this area was sought because of agriculture but that of course took time to evolve as well um and so it's interesting to see how even architecture is impacted because of agriculture here. And then in that, that the first, the second to last photo you showed us, the one, the, the early, the earliest photo that we have currently that we've seen, there looks to be a church right here in in the middle. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Larnet had a number of churches and that's, you know, that's another outstanding feature about this town is that uh, so many of the churches have survived and, you know, and that's another beautiful thing about this part of the country is that you have these old churches, the stately churches, and that so many of them have kept their original architecture. And, uh, you know, a lot of times they're, they're kind of the, the main focus of uh, certain communities. And uh, Larned especially has so many churches, and so they have a, a variety of architectural um, significance here too. Yeah, and I saw on one of those maps that it had it listed where the Methodist church was and where the Lutheran church mm-hmm. was. I wonder what this one, what the first church here was. I'm curious. We would have to yeah. uh, compare the the photographs, and I bet yeah. we could figure out figure which church. Out. Yeah. You know, of course, some of these over time they would be moved, um, depending. You know, this one probably kept that location, but it, the the structure itself probably was changed and yeah. either turned into brick or stone. You know, it's like the church that we have out there at, at the at the museum that was originally the uh, Eskew church in town, yeah. and then after the congregation abandoned that to upgrade to a different location um that church sat you know dormant for a while before it was relocated and and there again preserved out there at the at the museum yeah and if you haven't got a chance to go out there and check out the santa fe trail center trail center i highly encourage you to there's some really neat things out there to take a look at yeah indoor and outdoor yeah mm-hmm. got a lot yeah. of a lot of activities outdoor and then then indoor many many different exhibits so um, it's, it's very impressive. And I actually took some, some of my friends from, from out of town and we are, that is one thing present day, uh, right now, one of our Larned's major assets is, is our history. And, and that's partly why I wanted to, to discuss the downtown history, but even the, the, uh, the fort and the trail center, those draw a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, in from, from out of state and out of, country even uh, i'm sure um that you got have a cool map in there that that pinpoints you get it put where you're from and and that map is covered from all corners of the earth really absolutely, yeah, absolutely. i would say that larnet has faced the same cycles that so much of this part of the country has, has faced um politically you know because of war because of um uh, population growth be also because of you know 
because of nature, you know, uh, the climate has ebbs and flows. So it comes in these cycles and, you know, this part has, has under, uh, has seen, um, droughts and it's also seen great rainfall. And so it, it seems to come in cycles of about every 30 to 50 years. And so we've seen the population shift in Larned because of that. And because of that, uh, for instance, going back to war, um, it was in the late teen, well, first between, because of the Spanish American war in the late 1900s, uh, we are sorry, the late 1800s, we see in the late 1890s, we see that uh, there was um, really a number of people left because of that. And then uh, because of World War One, we see again, a number of people leave. However, what happens is when they return, we see um, a boom in industry and we see a boom in so much uh, as far as equipment and uh, mechanization of, of different um aspects of say agriculture. And so that in turn then helps improve agriculture and that, and of course then brings more growth. So it's interesting to kind of see how these cycles happen. And, uh, uh, we see another one of those in the fifties, we see another one in the seventies and then more recent, you know, the turn of the, the 20th century, uh, or 21st century. And, um, so it, it's it's interesting to see how that impacts our town, and because of that, for instance, um, you know, you you start to see there was a a group of uh, of men in, here in Larned that uh, it was called the Larned's Men Larned Men's Association, and they felt it was necessary to preserve the Santa Fe Trail because at this point the Santa Fe Trail is starting to be neglected. This is the, around 1911 to 1920 in that range. And they form um, a committee to to preserve and to basically pave the Santa Fe, or portion, the local portion of the Santa Fe Trail. And what that would do is lead to, that was one of the first steps in uh, really a coast-to-coast road because up until that time, you know, they were just at networks of little county roads and dirt roads. But at this point, by paving it and by preserving it, that creates a coast to coast highway. And, um, and that was made, that would be maintained then by, you know, of course, federal, the federal government. But, um, that so was an they, early step. they paved the Santa Fe trail, parts of the Santa Fe trail, parts of it more like, you know, usually the, the highly, the high, the high use areas and primarily here in town, you know, once you get back out into the country, those portions of the roads go back to being either um, some, yeah, I mean, paved roads were pretty early, but uh, at the same time, a lot of times they were just left as gravel and then later they would be paved further in. Wow. Um, you know, Larned actually at one time was the highest per capita in the nation for automobiles. Larned had more automobiles per capita than most communities in, throughout the entire country. And that was a, that was a, a highlight. You know, you, we've got photographs, for instance, of all of the, uh, the car races in town and uh, all of the automobile owners. It was interesting because there were so many auto dealers and then later implement dealers here in Larned. Today, you don't really see as much because, you know, we have one auto dealer here in town. But at the time, there were, you know, I believe four auto dealers. And uh, so, you again, you see that, that kind of ebb and flow with industry. Well, you would think that in order to have four dealers and have the highest number of automobiles per capita, that things are really 
going and absolutely yeah mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what what's the time frame on on that figure? Um, where where are we talking historically right now? Late teens, early twenties. I mean, I'm sorry, late nineteen teens, early twenties. Okay. And uh, you know, and before that, you had even like the doers who were had um, a buggy manufacturer. You had uh, a number of buggy and wagon manufacturers in town. You even had a rail car manufacturer here in town. Um, Larned was kind of, in, in some ways, cutting edge in that they had these industries um, that other communities throughout the country did not. And uh, so dive in, dive in a little bit more on that, on that boom, because, because during that boom, I, I, I feel that that's what we see can mm-hmm. physically see right now is, is kind of the result of that initial boom. Um, so, so for example, I'm sure that the, uh, the theater that was just tore down was a part of that, was mm-hmm. that, that time period of the Correct. boom. Correct. Um, what, what else you, you mentioned, um, you know, buggies and manufacturers, um, during that time, it seemed like all of these communities were so self-sufficient that they, were. That they had to mm-hmm. have all these, all this industry. Um, what, at what point, well, let's stick to the boom. Uh, what else, what other type of manufacturers off, off the top of the head, do you know? Well, at that time, you've got the uh, telephone that's being introduced to Larned. You've got, um, you know, you've got the power company. So you, we've got our own uh, power generator here in town to generate electricity. So you see a lot of businesses starting to uh, get, you know, electric lighting. Of course, that's primarily in Larned. That's not necessarily out in the rural areas. That would come later. But, you know, really, that's what, you know, it's it's like a uh, it's like a bug light. It, you know, you keep the light on, and that's going to attract people. And unlike a bug light, that's to attract positive attention and to bring people in. And so, I think there were a number of factors that inspired that. You know, one, you've just you're you know you're just finishing World War One, so you've got um, uh, new immigrants coming in, but you've also got the earlier generations that went off to war, and now they're coming back, and they've seen these these. Um, ideas, you know, in, in Europe or in other parts of the world or even, you know, back east, and they're bringing those ideas out here. And plus, you've got um, successful farmers and businessmen here that see opportunity and they want to promote that. And uh, but you're right. Self-sufficiency was uh, was a big factor. A lot of these towns at that time, you know, you didn't just hop in the the uh, car and run to Kansas City or Wichita. You you stayed locally. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what really helps so many of these communities is being self-sufficient. And over time, you know, we've we've seen that kind of evaporate where so many of these industries have, have, you know, are no longer because, you know, either because it's. easier to get online and purchase it, or it's a, you're able to go to a larger community and purchase it. Um, but, uh, you know, at the time, a lot of this was bringing, being brought in by rail from back East. And so that's part of it too, is that, you know, our, our rail system isn't supplying that as much. However, our modern day trucking system is so, yeah. and because Larned is kind of at a hub of, you know, interconnecting highways that really helps us too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that's why you see, you know, the, the, um, county seat being left in Larned, you know, sometimes those county seats would be moved or shifted if another population grew stronger, but Larned has always been able to maintain that. And, um, but that helps also the other, uh, you know, the other communities around. Right. And, 
and and you know, and I think that's what Larned saw. I think that that's what some of these founders of Larned saw as well. They saw opportunities for you know helping out both the communities in Pawnee County, but also surrounding counties. Yeah. And um, so you know, of course, there again, depending on the industry. But getting back to the industry, you know, uh, Dewar's Department Store alone offered wagons and coffins and furniture and plumbing supplies, and then later their steel manufacturing. And we've got a, a photo of that in here as well. And it was just the ingenuity of, of people moving to Larned and uh, seeing a need and then seeing an opportunity and, and meeting that. Um, you know, uh, going back to some of the other industries, and I'll just list these. Um, Larned had grocery stores. And at one time, just on Broadway alone, I believe there were about four or five grocery stores, uh, photographers, at least four newspapers, barbers, restaurants, bakeries, millineries. And that's a a word that a lot of people don't know. It means a hat shop. I Um, I didn't know that. uh, Men's (laughs) and women's boutiques. Um, Larned even had a cigar factory. There was a gentleman that moved here from Chicago and actually even started a cigar factory here. Um, Larned also had sign and carriage painters, jewelers, blacksmiths, um, several hardware stores and lumber yards, a private school, we had um, an ice cream and, and confectionery. We had an ice factory here. Uh, we had, and the ice factory was over here on sixth and next to the power plant. And the, those were run from the same operation. Uh, harness shops, boot shops, attorneys, plumbers. Um, <laughs> of course, like many towns, we also had a still and we had a brothel. Um, we had coal mining. We had a streetcar factory, wagon factories, livery stables baggage stores, windmill manufacturing, uh, druggists. We had a spa. We had um, several banks, many churches, music stores. Um, And uh, in addition to music stores, we also had musicians and entertainers. In fact, because of our location, uh, you mentioned the Opera House earlier, uh, because of our location, um, Larned was a stopping point so that many – Many shows that were big in New York or in Chicago on their way to Denver would stop off here, stay overnight at the hotel, and then um, be able to perform here while they were passing through. So Larned, uh, you know, citizens got to enjoy a lot of those opportunities that other others along even the, the railroad didn't get to see. Um, we also had uh, laundries. We even had a Chinese laundry. We had meat markets. A broom factory, uh, corn or broom corn was was a big crop around here. So they to uh, utilize that because back before the days of vacuums, everybody had to sweep, and so broom corn was a necessity. And so uh, we had a broom corn fa- broom corn factory here. We had a concrete factory. We had uh, the Academy Business College here on Broadway, and that was upstairs. We had real estates. We had opticians. We had doctors. We had. Um, uh, land the land office again, mills and seed co-ops. And uh, then we also had the following department stores. We had Eagleston's and Crouchman's and Lucheski's and uh, even Taylor's Furniture. Man. So, I mean, all of this has been in Larned. And yeah. um, so it means that there's there's always been opportunity and there always will be opportunity right. as long as, you know, people coming to Larned see that vision and uh, want to grasp that. Yeah. Wow. And what's your initial reaction? Man, I, I guess just I, just hearing all those things and, and hearing, just going back to, to your question, Landon, of seeing that boom in, in the opera house and different things and how the, the residents of Lorna got opportunities to see shows that that you would see in Chicago 
in New York and the top of the line, kind of the, the tip of the spear in a sense, and mm-hmm. having the most automobiles per capita in the United States. I mean, it, it really was a bug light attracting everyone, especially if you're from Chicago, like I'm going to move to Larned, Kansas and start a cigar factory. And I yeah, live in Chicago, yeah. you know, like those are, those are big life altering decisions that people have made that have impacted um, where we are right now. Right. Yeah. And what's, what's incredible to me is opportunity. Opportunity is the same, no matter the age. Mm-hmm. I mean, the type of opportunity changes, but opportunity itself uh, like you, like you mentioned, there was opportunity and there is opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's not going to change. And whether it's, it's, uh, Henry Booth, um, looking at a, a grouping of trees and seeing that as opportunity or, um, down, down the line of, of just the progression of, uh, you know, new buildings and whatnot. Um, I, I think that now, of course, there's still opportunity, but we are so hindered by the fact of what was right of of man. You know, Larned. Look at all this industry that was in Larned. Of, of uh, they're self reliant, and, and you could build everything in in house. Um, but I think it's it's good, or certainly good, to admire what opportunity was. But that shouldn't take away from what opportunity is right now. Exactly. exactly. Um, and and so looking forward, we have we have. All that and the opportunity to not only create products um, like they did in the past, but sell it internationally, you mm-hmm. know, uh, now these days with in a click of a button. So um, I, I want to kind of turn it on its head of, of oh, well, you know, why, why, aren't, why aren't businesses succeeding in, in small towns? Well, um, certainly times have changed to where, to where people are, are not as dependent on local economy. But with that being said, we have the opportunity to take advantage of those tools locally mm-hmm. um, to not only serve the needs of the community, but also communities across the, the nation. It's just a matter of, of changing your mindset of, man, we're missing out because the Amazon is, is so good um, to utilizing tools like that and staying local, but also um, providing services abroad. So, um, man, this is this is awesome information and, and I'm encouraged. From a historian standpoint, you look at patterns and you look at, at uh, you know, uh, cycles. And, and one of those is that, you know, a lot of these were cottage industries. And I think that's what our country is seeing again is a lot of these cottage industries and entrepreneurs starting back up. And I mean, Larned has, has such a rich history of different people that um, actors and writers and athletes and uh, statesmen, people that have were originally from here, uh, oh, well, and even scientists, people that were from this region that um, have maybe moved on, but some of them have returned. And then some of them, their families moved them here at one point or another. So we need to make sure that uh, uh, we don't forget them and yeah. uh, forget what they have done for, for both our community and, and our country. Yeah. And I think that leads us right into our, our last segment that we normally do here on our podcast is spitballers all about the future. And the first question is, how can we implement pieces of our history into our, our future? First of all, I think we need to recognize what our history is. I mean, so often, uh, you know, a lot of this just in researching myself when I came, uh, when I started working here, I was blown away at how much history 
Larned has and how much of that is still relevant today and and if people would recognize it and, um, and become familiar with it and, and then start incorporating that you know and and I think that's something else that uh, because of Larned and having some of the original buildings and some of those original families still here I think that's something that we can grow upon and uh, you know and, and use that to help bring other um, ideas to mind to, to help inspire new growth and new industry. Yeah. Yeah. As far as some of the building renovations and the preservations, is there something that when you were doing your research, you're like, Oh man, I, I wish that wasn't lost or was still here or, or perhaps something that, that, the, that we can preserve and, or what is at risk currently? Anything that comes to mind? Uh, yeah, there are several buildings. You know, part of it is as as a community starts to disband and start to to leave for whatever reasons. You know, you have those buildings that um, sit there, and and uh, there's always going to be change. Change is good. Change is bad. There's always going to be change. But part of that is how can we how can we benefit from that? And if you see a, a dormant building, a lot of times they become you know storage or, or something else like that where, and then over time the, the property owner, um, neglects them for whatever reason. A lot of times, I mean, having an old building does cost a lot. Uh, you know, I can recognize that. So as a community, are there ways that we can help, you know, preserve those buildings and preserve some of that historic character? And there are ways of doing that. Um, if the, if the community recognizes that and, and feels that desire to go ahead and move forward with that. Um, you asked, have there been any buildings? There were some buildings that I missed getting to see before I moved here. And that was, of course, the, um, wasn't it the community center or the, um, the concert hall that used to be over here where the library is. Of course, that was taken down many years before I came. And the Larned House down at the south end of Broadway, that was taken down many, many years ago, you know. And so none of us, all we have are photographs to to rely upon. Um, Since I've been here, it's been the the original hospital and then the the, um, opera house. Both of those had to be removed. And, uh, you know, there's pros and cons to that. There are always safety factors. There's cost. There are a lot of factors there. But if a community can start to recognize that before the building starts to fall into disrepair, or if they can find the right investment to put towards that, um, I think there is a way to, to preserve that history. And, uh, you know, because without that history, um, we're at such a loss and, you know, it goes to preserving things like monuments, which is a politically sensitive topic. But, you know, if you do away with those monuments, chances are you're, yeah. you're bound to repeat that history. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's, that's good. Well, what's a good first step to start in preserving those downtown buildings? Is it just simply just realizing that it is mm-hmm. going down? Yes. I recognize it, you know, bring your community's attention to it, you know, survey the buildings. And part of that is just um, showing, you know, documenting and and bringing awareness to what buildings are historic and what are the stories in those buildings and then uh, what can we do to uh, to preserve them yeah so that's that's really what's on my heart and I've, i've mentioned it probably 15 times on this podcast already but um that is what this is designed to do and and it's only going to be a piece of that. You know, I don't think a podcast is going to be a fix-all solution, but it's it's a step in in the direction towards um hey, what what has been and how can we leverage that moving forward and and highlight that moving forward. So I I think that education is is certainly the the first step in in any process moving forward and we are so thankful to 
have that on on today's episode. Just an a all-encompassing view of, of Larned. We're looking forward to uh, heading into each individual building. And and you you listed off probably 25 businesses right there. Yeah. Um, and that's really where this can be aimed at is, is looking at the buildings and and what's going on right now, but also what's what's going on in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want to thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Downtown Learner Podcast. We hope that this episode has both blessed and encouraged you. If you haven't yet, go like our Facebook page and leave a comment with your biggest thoughts and takeaways from this week's episode. Have a great rest of your week. God bless.